hit record, press play. Remember back in the day when you had to hit play and record? I'm dating myself, aren't I? I am. How's everybody doing? Jeff Royds here, back for another edition of the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. This is episode four. If you didn't think we'd make it past one or two or three, you're not alone. I didn't know if that, how this was going to go. The show is going to take, not this week, not next week, but starting on the, it'll be the 15th. So the 17th, the show is going to have a different feel. We've kind of been going freeform for the past couple of shows, and there's only so long you can sustain that. So coming up on the 15th, when we record, we record the show on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to change the times to try to accommodate more people, get our East West Coast fans and people up in Canada and overseas so everybody can enjoy the show and try to come on it because I've gotten a lot of requests for that. But we're going to start going book by book. Each episode is going to be a different book, unless it's a, a short series or something that really don't think we're going to get to. But So next week's going to be a freeform episode. We've got a couple of uh, uh, guests coming on on the panel. But the week after, so starting on March 17th, the March 17th show, we're going to do Tim at books one through three. And then the following week, we're going to do Devil's Desk. And I got a whole schedule up until, I think, July So if you're interested in coming along, I'm going to post this up on Mark's fan page. Uh, Hopefully he'll let me do that. I don't see why he wouldn't. He's a nice guy like that. Just to give everybody this schedule as to what we're going to be doing and and what shows are coming up. So if there's a book that you're interested in that you really like and want to get on, that's the book you need to be knowledgeable about. We are not doing Zombie Fallout just yet, because I know that is the obvious choice. Everybody wants to get on Zombie Fallout and talk about Zombie Fallout. So I don't like to do things like everybody else does. I like to go against the grain, eat my cereal with a spoon, swim upstream, and all that fun stuff. So uh, the schedule is going to come out. Get yourself on a show, even if it's a show that you're not familiar with. Study up on it. Read up on it. Read the book. Listen to the the, the audio book. And get yourself on. So that's that. This week I had Aaron Hobbs come back on. Had a chance to talk to Aaron during the first episode, but he didn't say much. He was kind of pacifist in the back. And he messaged me saying, hey, you know, had a great time. Would love to come back on. Just kind of sat back and enjoyed the show. And uh, things happened this week. I had two guests on and both of them had to cancel due to family emergencies and work. So I messaged Aaron and said, hey, are you available Wednesday? And he said, yeah, it's my daughter's birthday, but 6 o'clock works for me, so let's do it. So this is it. This is episode four with my special guest, Aaron Hobbs. Two days ago. Oh, cool. Which Is that the second one? Third, third, third. third? I just finished the second one. So. Okay. Have you read them before? No, 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 no. I'm only on book. Um, that's my first time going through Indian Hill. I read Indian Hill one like a hundred years ago. I actually reached out to Mark and I was like, Hey man, I, I, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I just reached out to a author that I really respect and I'm like, Hey dude, uh, you think I should read your other book series? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I can think you do. I'm like, well, what kind of moron am I? Of course he's going to say that. So I put it down for a while. And then when you were like, Hey man, we're going to focus on Indian Hill. I'm like, all right, let me give this another shot and reread part one. It was good. And then part two was, oddly absent of mike and i was like i i'm digging this i get to really see what uh what you know mark's writing uh uh, spectrum looks like and it's been it's been impressive how does mike do how does mark do it without mike yeah yeah i was just i I just (laughs) reread 
that one my I'm, I'm re-listened I should say that one myself so it's I like I enjoy three I think a little bit more than the other ones because it, it gives the other characters a little more to go in depth with it or get a little more in depth with the other characters and you're kind of <clears> in the back of your mind wondering did Paul shoot Mike is, yeah. is Mike oh, yeah. dead you know where is this going now <laughs> without him <laughs> yeah man I'm, I'm i was like this isn't the talbot verse if it's paul uh it can't be the paul verse that's not what they fucking named it that's yeah that'd be oddly you know the odd, odd odd turn of events so i just didn't know what to expect till i got to the very end of the book and i was like well that's all right well done well mm-hmm. done I, I give it i give a crap about characters not last name talbot for once or bt <laughs> and bt doesn't show up <laughs> shit till was it book four is it four BT? Oh, you haven't even known that. You, you haven't even gotten that far. I've, I've, oh, shit, I've, spoilers. I've heard all the spoilers, though. Uh, <laughs> no, At this did, point, dude, it's like, did. you know, like I said last week, it's like not, not knowing that Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. You just you want to find out how you how you get to that point, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've been I've been watching all the podcasts and making sure I keep up with uh, this because I think that this is awesome and you're, you're killing it with this. So I've been uh, trying to stay up and every time I'm like. I can't wait to get to that part now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying like hell. I st- I'm going to start doing like a format format. I sat down today and I went, cause I, people were talking about doing a Tim show. So I'm going to do a Tim show yeah. on, on, we're going to record it on March 15th and everything records on Wednesdays. And I brought, I put it out on Friday. So Thursday I, I take the podcast with me to work and I listen to it and go, I cringe or I go, okay, <laughs> but we need to change this. And it just, it, it, it's got that feeling of I wanted to give it that, you know, people just sitting around shooting the shit about something like, but it needs a topic. So, yeah, I got you. So I got it that Tim, the Tim story is going to be on the 15th. And then the following week, we're going to do Devil's Desk on the 22nd. Um, and then I made a whole list up until June. And not one of them is zombie fallout just yet. Oh well, cool. Because I cool. know that everybody, all <laughs> everybody wants to talk about is zombie follow. So I'm like, yeah, that's great. Everybody knows zombie follow, but do a lot of people know distance? Do a lot of people know Callus Rose? Do a lot of people know Lycan in that the way that they should because it's coming out soon. You know, the the new yep. Lycan book's coming out. So, and shit, there's twenty zombie fallouts right now. So it's mm-hmm. that's twenty weeks. That's almost half a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show to do. So I'm going to save that, I think, till the end of the summer and try to go through everything else. Because after you read Indian Hill, you should read Distance. Because mm-hmm. Distance, you find out, is technically a continuation of Indian Hill, but like a dystopian future version after the incidences of Indian Hill. Oh, Similar cool. to how Lycan Fallout is you know 50 years I, 75 years after zombie fallout yeah yeah, yeah. which I, I i was a big fan of uh like and fallout because uh you know you get to see more like the talbot primal side yeah I thought that was pretty cool and he doesn't have a support cat supporting cast like he always does mm-hmm. um, like he seems to always find in the other series so it was a it, it was it, and it was dark you know I, I i dug how dark it was yeah and you find out that tommy's really a douchebag <sighs> Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Tim oh. makes an appearance, which is kind of funny. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes one or two. I know they made one when they were in Demon. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if you see it. Do you see him in the next book? I read it. I think it's just that one. I, I listened the, to it so long ago. I gotta. It's my homework now is uh, is is binge listening to everything all over again. <laughs> and I sit there. I drive with my. I, I drive for a living, so I got my phone up on the dashboard on a magnetic thing. I got my AirPods in. And while I'm listening, I got my my note memos out and I make notes about everything that happens. So if I need to reference something while we're going through the podcast, because I got a horrible memory, like I can't read something yeah. and retain it, which is why I never went to college and I was horrible in high school. Yeah. So I'm making notes of everything, kind of cheat notes or uh, Cliff's notes, if you if you want to yeah. put it that way. So that if I need to reference something, I can go back to it and be, oh, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened. Mm -hmm. Because I have to read something or listen to something three or four times. And I listen to the books back at 1.3 speed on Audible mm -hmm. just to try to get through them faster because it's a, it's a refresh. Mm -hmm. So... It's, it's a lot, some people gave me shit about it one time. Like, well, you listen to it on fast speed because you know you got to miss it. I'm like, I've already listened to it. This is just a refresher course, just going on in the background. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like the the 1.0 speed seems like slower than normal people talk. I found that too, but I've listened to a couple of um, other other audiobooks, and they all seem to have that delivery. Which yeah. is weird because I'm starting to get into voiceover work and audiobooks and thing and, and stuff. And I'm listening to other authors. I'm like, am I reading way too fast when I do some of my narrations? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think I am. Cause my mind, my mouth goes faster than my mind. So I don't have time to process what's on the page and I get stuck. And mm -hmm. one of my voice coaches, she told me, she's like, you need to slow down. You're talking way too fast. And I listen, I record something, mm -hmm. I listen back and go, yeah, I'm freaking flying. Like, this isn't the Micro yeah. Machines guy commercial. I got to slow down mm -hmm. a little bit. So <laughs> when you listen to it at a 1.3 speed, it's it's good. Mm -hmm. It's funny, as I just listened to the Matthew Perry autobiography, and he mm -hmm. had, you know, he had a couple of strokes, and he's got some, you know, major issues with him. And if you listen to the book, he it's really slow. So yeah. listen to it at 1.5 was regular speed. Yeah. Okay. And I, I got through it in about three hours sooner because I listened to it at a faster speed. And it's sad because, but you know, based on what he's gone through in his life with drugs and alcohol, but it's, you, mm -hmm. know, you listen to it at a normal speed, you're like, damn, this dude is messed up. Mm -hmm. It was kind of sad listening to it in the beginning. I'm like, I have to speed this up or I'm going to, I'm going to cry just hearing his yeah. life story and how <laughs> tragic it was. But so when I got to the 1.5, I'm like, okay, this is the happy go lucky Matthew Perry. That this is bearable. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is bearable. This doesn't make me feel terrible that I'm indulging in this. Yeah, exactly. So, so have you finished? I was listening to uh, uh I was listening just a little sidebar real quick. I was mm -hmm. listening to David Goggins recently. Um he's uh he's the most motivated human being in the world. Um he's like did hell week for the seals three times. Mm -hmm. Um just just nuts and I watched him on other little interviews like YouTube shorts and stuff like that. And when I played his audiobook, you know, I usually listen at like a one, a, a 1.3. Um, if it's a, if it's a, if it's an audio performer, like 1.5 can actually sound pretty normal to me, but like 1.3, if it's somebody 
that's a first time narrator, usually they'll talk like a normal human being does. So it seems like it's going a little faster. So I have to slow them down or else I'll start missing stuff. But mm-hmm. I was listening to him on 1.0 the other day and I was like, this guy doesn't even talk this slow when he's doing interviews. So I always want, I almost wonder if they're like slowing it down so that other, you know, people that are listening could actually pay attention. And I guess some of us maybe just have a higher speed attention span. I was doing during COVID. I was, um, when I was laid off, mm-hmm. we have a little karate school and I was trying to, you know, retain students and give myself and them something to do. So I would teach in the garage over zoom and every, every time we got done, one parent at least would email and be like, you know, sensei, thank you so much, but you got to slow down. Like you talk really, really fast. And I was like, all right, that's something I got to get into. This <laughs> is, <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. Yeah. What type of karate uh, did you study or do you study? Um, yeah, I, I teach Okinawan Kempo. And then I've got in my school, uh, we were very blessed. We've got, we in, we rented out an old preschool. So we've got three different rooms. So I've got a wrestling coach in one room. I've got an Ishinru instructor. It's another form of traditional uh, Okinawan karate. Mm-hmm. And then my room. And then I've got a guy that teaches uh, Screma um, one day a week for a few hours um, in one of our other rooms. He does the stick fighting, the Filipino stick fighting. So um, it's just, it's cool. It's my little, my little hobby. So it's all Japanese based martial arts. Uh, yeah, two of them are, and then I've got American catch wrestling in one room and then I've got Filipino stick fighting in another room. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. How long yeah, have you been yeah. doing that? Uh, I've been, I've been a student of karate for 22 years, 2001. I think I got into it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just been what I love. Wow. That's awesome. What do you like most about it? Um, I, there's, there's just nothing. There's not a whole lot about it. that's bad. You know, everything just makes life a little better. You know, just the focus, the intensity, the respect, the, you know, teaches you a lot about yourself, teaches you a lot about how you just have to put effort into stuff. And if you don't, it starts to diminish. You know, there's no there's no person out there that has a physical or mental skill that will tell you that if they stop putting effort and, you know, time into it, it doesn't diminish a little bit. So it definitely keeps me humble. You know, I could be in front of a room of kids and I'm trying to teach them something that I haven't reviewed personally in a couple months and i'm like uh oh this is <laughs> so it keeps you humble in a, in a lot of ways so yeah. I, I i just i just love it what got you into it um a buddy of mine just walked up to me um we had graduated high school or we we're getting ready to graduate high school and he had graduated a couple years before me and i think that he was just looking for some people to train with and he was like man my instructor needs some students you should come train with us you know he doesn't charge uh you know a whole lot i think it's like 20 bucks a month but you know, wow, we'd have to cheap. go over to his house and hang out. Oh yeah, super. But we were working out in backyards and we didn't even have uniforms. So, mm-hmm. you know, when he first started, it was really, really super laid back and he had good quality stuff for at least the, for the, for the person I was, I was just like, wow, I mean, this seems like good stuff. And then the, the further I went along with his instructor who became my instructor, Kevin, um, it just, he just kept getting better at it and he kept progressing. And eventually we all just, you know, it just, I, he loved it. And I just, I just fell in love with it after a couple of years. It was just, yeah, it just became my thing. I never had like a thing. Mm-hmm. I had a good friend group. I did, you know, played D and D played magic, you know, just, I was, uh, played soccer, but you know, after, after school, I just didn't really ever get anything outside of the work. So I was like, I need a thing. And that just kind of became my thing. And I, I just love it, man. Just something I could take with me anywhere. I can do anytime I want to, and doesn't have to require a lot of money. Although it, it absolutely can require a lot of money. So. Yeah. That's great. Good for you. 
Yeah, I appreciate so, that. Now what kind of stuff are you into? Ever been in martial arts or anything? I took Taekwondo back in, oh, Jesus, I was 19. So I'd studied that for about three or four years. And that was almost, oh, God, 30 years ago. <laughs> Actually, oh, wow. yeah, 30 days. <laughs> I'm 49 now. So I studied when I was 19. So, yeah, if my math is correct, which it normally isn't. That was about 30 years ago. So I studied, okay. ta- I studied Taekwondo for a couple of years. Didn't get very far with it. Um, but I was putting myself through school or trying to go to night school, mm-hmm. working two jobs and everything else. But it's it's something that I've always loved. It's something you always practice, you know, on your own. And mm-hmm. so, but I, 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 I would probably, if, you know, if I had to, it's something that I could probably use, but wouldn't use it very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all, all physical all physical skills are very uh uh they have an expiration date on them if you don't mess around with them that often but you mm-hmm. know it's better to have I, I saw a quote the other day it was like you need to be okay with being sucky at something like if you if you want to put time and effort into it like you should at least you know if you're going to brush your teeth it's better to brush your teeth for 30 seconds than it is to not brush them at all yeah you know or it's better to you know if you're going to if you're going to try to become a writer, it's better than put a chapter on a page, you know, once, once a month than it is to never do it again. So if you're going to, if you want to do something, it's okay to be sucky at it. Yep. So it's something that you get to, um, like, it's something that I wish I stuck with. And I said it, it was a couple of years ago when we first moved into the house we were at, there was a couple of schools around and I want to take traditional uh, Chinese Kung Fu. And there was mm-hmm. no Kung Fu studios around. And I found one when we moved. There was one right up the street. And we moved in January of 2020 into our home. Mm-hmm. And as I'm getting ready to go down to the school, finally, I'm like, yeah, I got some time. I can do it. The world shut down for a year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a couple years older and, you know, I got, I got knee pain. I got joint pain and I just got all these issues. And now with, you know, I do, uh, I host an open mic for music on Tuesday nights. And then I got this on Wednesday nights. And then I got shows, you know, on a Thursday or a Friday. And, you know, and then I got my daughter every other weekend. It's like, I, I got no time mm-hmm. to add anything else. Yeah. It's life's busy, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's something that if I did, I wanted to devote to it, but I just, I don't have the time to devote to it the way I want to. So I watch a lot of movies and you know, that's, that's yeah. my dedication. <laughs> a lot of martial arts <laughs> movies. So I, I keep the, the Tubi and crackle martial arts uh section you know keeping their numbers boosted and 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 going that's good (laughs) (laughs) when we get off here i'll shoot you a message i've got some um i've got some guys that i work with out in i think one's in colorado but he does like a lot of uh natural stuff for the martial artists to help them keep their joints and stuff healthy and you know might might be something that be beneficial to you not terribly expensive and it's all uh, natural herbal stuff. So I'll just shoot you, shoot you a link. And, you know, if you do anything with it, great. Hopefully it'll help you out. I know a lot of people that do martial arts, karate, Kung Fu, any of that stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of injuries happen down the line. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've developed a little network of people that are like, Hey, here's some, here's some stuff to work for me. And here's some stuff to work for me. And they do, you know, really good job with everything that I've gotten from them. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. <clears throat> thank, you thank you. So it's funny. I always thought about in bringing it back to the, to the books, Mike was a Marine, but you, he never, mm. you never hear what discipline he studied in. Cause Marines, they normally teach you some form of hand to hand combat. So yeah, it's called MCMAP. Is it MCMAP? Yeah. Mc, uh, Marine Corps martial arts program. Okay. So did you, is that something that you were involved in or were you, did you serve? So 
No, I, I grew up in a Marine Corps town. I grew okay. up right out, right at, I mean, I, I was born on Camp Lejeune, the base of Camp Lejeune, and I was born to a, uh, a, a Marine who gave me up for adoption, and my mom worked in the Naval Hospital. So I pretty much grew up on base, and mm-hmm. because I grew up on base, I decided never to join because, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a completely different lifestyle. Yeah. So what's the um, the being a martial artist yourself, it, does that st- style is that something that you know of or that you know um yeah mcmap has got some good stuff it's got some people that um it's got roots and some traditional um okinawan stuff and uh, i'm i've been blessed to work out with some people that were involved in the creation of mcmap and you know even in mcmap it's you know it's pretty i mean obviously it's very fit people because it's marines and Mm -hmm. you know marines aren't trying to mess around with a lot you know it's not like the the police officers are trained to do like urban pacification. You know, you're not going to do anything that you're going to hurt somebody terribly. You're just going to do something where you can stop somebody from hurting themselves most of the time. But mm-hmm. with the Marines, they're trained to do what they need to do. So, you know, they've got some very effective stuff. The cool part is I think that after you said, I think there's four belts. I think it's like gray, green, <clears throat> brown, black. I think after black two or black three, if you want to consider being promoted further in mcmap you actually have to get a black belt in another discipline outside of mcmap so that you can see you know how you 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 don't get so uh bottlenecked in like a lot of martial artists do they think oh i just do this one thing and that's all i need and Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 very i mean i haven't had anybody ever say anything was negative about it i've worked out with some marines that were like hey i just you know want to come down when i lived in jacksonville you know you get some you get some Marines that are just like, oh, man, I just want to come down and spar and you throw the gloves on and everybody has a good time. And, you know, then they're like, oh, let's work out some. And all the people that have any sort of rank in McMap always seem to be able to, you know, get in there and have a good time and control themselves and, you know, do everything they needed to do. I, I don't know if it's a complete system because it was created by the federal government. So, I mean, I can't really <laughs> talk too, um, too far about it. But, I mean, it's everybody that I've encountered with it, they've they've been able to handle themselves really well. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Yep. What um so you're 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 on book, you're on two, correct? You said? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I finished two. I'm I'm like a quote I'm maybe an hour into three. Okay. I don't want to get into um yeah, how far because I don't I don't want to spoil what happens if, if you haven't you haven't read Indian Hill all the way, correct? No, no, no. Okay, so you're not pretty see, all right, so you don't know how th- how it ends and what when what's happening. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything to you about that just just yet. <laughs> okay, but it, it gets right. good. It gets good. It gets really good. And when you get to four, it's a couple of years into the future where Mark will do that that recap. You know, previously mm-hmm. on Indian Hill, you know he he goes through the whole. Here's what happened. Here's where we're at. Here's what we're doing. All of that. Mm-hmm. So it's worth it. Okay. It's a lot of people didn't stick with Indian Hill because they get past the first. Are you still there? Or did I lose you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just got to do something with my screen real quick. It's not oh, all right, no as fast as I wanted to. I was like a little little kitten with stars on it, or or whatever that is, <laughs> blue fox. So, yeah, a lot of people had a hard time getting through the the beginning of Indian Hill, like we discussed before, because of all the backstory. But once you get into it, I I love zombies. I'm zombies all day, all night. But Indian Hill is one of my favorite stories that he has in this, mm-hmm. in, in a series, you know, besides the one-offs that he's done. I didn't find the beginning of Indian Hill as slow 
as a lot of people were upset about. I, mm-hmm. I, I just enjoyed it. Like the, the coming of age, I think when Mark was on with us the first time, he was, was like, you know, I felt more like it was a stand by me. Um, I felt like it was like a, you know, like the first half of the book, it, um, you know, I know that maybe be a little bit of faux pas to talk about one author when you got another off- author and, you know, you don't want to talk about one girlfriend whenever you date a different <laughs> girlfriend. Um, but you know what I mean? It felt like that beginning, like that coming of age, we're all having a good time. You know, this is our life. I, I just enjoyed it. Like yeah. I, I didn't think there was any, anything negative to say about the first two Indian Hill books, except for, I just didn't know what the hell he was doing without Mike in the second one. I was like, man, this is, what, what, what is, is it just going to be Talbotless? Like, I just don't understand where are we going with this? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it going? Well, I think I, I mm-hmm. felt the same way about the be Like I said, like with the beginning month, like, okay, what, what is his story? When you look at the cover, it's, it's the Marine or you see the mm-hmm. army guy or whatever it is, but the soldier, so to speak, I didn't realize that up in the top cover, it's, you know, it looks like it looks like lights. Those are spaceships. But if you look on some of the older covers, he's in front of the, the, the Stargate, so to speak, or what it looks like. It looks like mm-hmm. green from the back looking yeah. at it. You still don't know that it's an, I didn't know it was an alien book at all because he mm-hmm. talked about it in zombie fallout where they went up to Indian Hill and they, you know, they, they played and this was our area growing up and blah, 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 blah. So I thought, all right, this must be a, a good series to listen to. So when I started listening mm-hmm. to it, I had no idea what it was until they got to Red Rocks and the, the spaceship showed up. And I was like, oh, okay, this is an alien abduction book. Here, here, here we go. <laughs> he has a tendency in his writings to take that left turn uh, in Albuquerque to, mm-hmm. to, to take you on a journey that you weren't think that you were going to go on, which I like mm-hmm. a lot. So, have you listened to any of his? Or, 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 do you listen to, or do you read? I forget which one you said. I listen. I okay. listen. Have you listened yeah. to any of his uh, any of the standalone stories? I've done Devil's Desk, and I haven't done Tim. Um, my buddy is I, the one I, I emailed you earlier and said I tried to recruit yeah, a friend that. that I'd introduced into the Talbot verse, and I was like, man, he, he is super into Tim. He actually bought all the actual physical copies, I think, and was going to get them signed. He might have, I'm not sure, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he he's super into it. But I've gotten Devil's Desk. I'm on Lost Journals now, which I think is just Zombie Fallout. X, Y, and Z, right? Those are just yeah. continuation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what else I might have dived into. You know, just it, really just Indian Hill and this. I haven't done Distance. I haven't done the Riley books. I haven't done Tim. Um, you know, I feel ad- inadequate being on a podcast talking about the Talbot person, only being bottlenecked in, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to uh, broaden my spectrum. I promise. T- Tim's good. It's, uh, it's, you got to get past. All of the, I don't, I don't, not, not full power. Why did that word just pop into my head? All of the stigma mm-hmm. behind it where everybody's saying it's, oh, it's so brutal. And I mean, he's a, he's a misogynist. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a womanizer. He's just, he's self-absorbed. He's basically who he was in, is it D, in, in Demon Fallout? He's just, he's an yeah, asshole. Demon Fallout. You know? And Devil's Desk, right? That's that's him in Devil's Desk. That too, is correct. Right? Yeah, he's in that. He's yeah. just yeah, that's that's who he is. So if you read those, it's kind of a prelim to okay, this is the character who he is. I think if you come into Tim first off, right out of the uh, the gate, 
you're like, whoa, okay, this is a little different. Like Mark said, is, <laughs> you know, Tracy's looking at him while she's reading the book in bed, like, what the hell? Who, who are you? What, <laughs> what, what? Who did I marry? What, what is going to happen to me in my sleep tonight? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was. I wonder why he went with a different heroine in Indian Hill. Like, I don't know if Tracy pops up later on, and that's probably one of the few things that I, I haven't had spoiled for me if it does exist. But mm -hmm. um, I just, I wonder why there's a different heroine in the in the Indian Hill series. That's kind of a question I would probably want to ask him, maybe on a open mic night or something, whenever he has one. So versus Beth being, well, <sighs> Beth yeah, is that, Beth is that, Beth really isn't the heroine. <laughs> heroine i think she becomes a damsel in distress in mm -hmm. at, at some point in the story but yeah all right i don't, I don't want to spoil it for you but yeah no no, no you're good, you're good. <laughs> I, understand. I understand yeah but the first two books you know it's, it's beth it's uh deb it's stephanie mm -hmm. which i know stephanie is probably another iteration of trip's wife from the other books um mm -hmm. but you know i just it's it's you know, just different. Like it's all those other books. I seem to have run into it being Tracy, 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 Tracy. So when I heard Beth, I was like, did Tracy like want to stab him a lot? Like reading these books, was she like, oh, I'm going to fuck Mark up by writing these in. This is, I don't like this other lady's name. Keep popping up. Yeah. It makes you wonder who Beth was in his life or, or was there a mm -hmm. Beth or a character? Cause he writes a lot of his stories that he writes. The, the names are, are similar. He doesn't diverge, you know, mm -hmm. diverge from people in his life. So I I wondered that myself. I never never asked him. I like you know was she an ex girlfriend or just, you know, just a, <laughs> a, a a character that you knew of or some chick that you hated that you like this bitch is gonna get messed up. So there you yeah. <laughs> but we we all know and have had a Beth in our lives. I think at one point. Mm -hmm. So I mean, what happens to Beth is uh is is too kind in my in my eyes. I always said Beth should get eaten by cats. You know. Yeah, I, like Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing I was I, I always kept saying was please tell me Beth gets eaten by cats. Mm. <laughs> so, but I liked the one thing I liked about Indian Hill. I think over the other stories is that it it it, it builds a little more of character as to who Mike is, like a younger mm. Mike. So you wonder in the whole tryptiverse of things or the twofoldverse however you want to you want to put it if you read shrouded world you understand why i call it the tryptiverse um mm -hmm. but in in the whole grand scheme of things this is a young mike there's many different levels of mike in the other stories there's older mike there's younger mike and you get to like and follow there's this old mm -hmm. as hell mike <laughs> so mm -hmm. um but i like the younger mike more a little more immature so you see how he becomes the man that he is in the other stories without it being generally or, or totally related to those stories as you know it, it, there's different timelines how the timeline skews off but it's mm -hmm. it's, it's what would mike like it's kind of like the smallville of superman stories i don't know if you ever oh, saw yeah. that show like what <laughs> yeah, would yeah, clark yeah. be if he developed his powers when he was found out when he was younger you know, what would mm -hmm. Mike be like if he had all of this when he was younger? And I think that's that's what Indian Hill brings to the table. And that's why I like it so much. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I also noticed something that Sean tends to have more of a Boston or at least a northern accent whenever he narrates Indian Hill uh, Mike than he does when he narrates the other Mikes. I was like, man, I, I don't know if they ever do like a like a spider-man 
yeah, no way home version of all the mics, you know, like the, you know, pointed mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. The meme. If they ever have that, I was like, how will we even figure out who the hell's talking? But then I was like, ah, just the one from Indian Hill seems like he's got more of a Northern accent than the, than the others do. So just, <laughs> just something that I, I noticed, but yeah, yeah, the younger version, the heavier accent, probably the worst, the, the less world traveled version of, of Mike. So it's probably, you know, sticks more to his roots than he does anybody else. Mm-hmm. And Sean does a good job with the Bostonian accent. A lot of even actors from Boston uh, suck at it. They over they overdo mm-hmm. it. Or you hear <laughs> actors. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Blown Away with Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones, uh, uh-huh. basically about the Boston Bomb Squad, and mm-hmm. they would say Boston Bomb Squad. It's like no, we don't say O's as A's, guys. <laughs> like they just they suck so bad. And Sean does such a great job. I don't know if Sean's from Boston or if he went to school in Boston or knows anybody from Boston or if he has a dialect coach with him. But when he reads Paul, Paul has such a good Boston accent that he he nails it. He does a great job mm-hmm. at it. I used to deliver uh, home dialysis supplies for, for people. And I went to a, a, a patient once, set up a new guy, and he was a dialect coach, he said. So he oh, went wow. out to California and he would teach people dialect on how to, when they do stuff for movies. And I said, which is the hardest accent to teach people? And he said, Boston. It's like people no always, people always overdo the Boston accent. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Mark Wahlberg, who's from Boston, yeah. but overdoes the <laughs> accent so bad when he does his movies. So it's, it was kind of funny that he, that, that he said that. And it's, 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 it's kind of a testament to Sean's reading and how he lends to the characters of Mike and, and, and puts everything into perspective with Mark's little world here and in, in getting the accents right. Does he um does Sean narrate any other books that you know of off the top of your head? I haven't looked into like Audible like he does narrators, all of but... he does all of Mark's stuff. Um mm-hmm. he has a couple of other books that he's done. He's been in a couple of movies. Um if you look on his IMDB page, he was in Copland. I haven't seen that movie oh, forever. Okay. He might have been mm-hmm. a minor character. He was in an episode of Sex in the City. Somebody had posted in the, the fan group a couple of days ago. Mm. So I think he's one of those voice actors struggling to be a real actor or an actor, yeah. you know, that just he found a niche and can make a living off of voice acting, just saying, you know, hey, let's let's try this now. What what else can I what else can I do? Mm-hmm. But he does a great That's job. Cool. There's an there's an email out to him to try to get him on the show. I finally tracked down a contact information for him through about, you know, four different channels going down a, mm-hmm. a rabbit hole, trying to get a hold of him. He hasn't gotten back to me yet, but we'll see. I want to try to get him on the show and, and talk to him. Yeah, he's, that'd be really cool. Besides Mark, he's one of the most requested guests. When I announced I was going to be doing a podcast about this, everybody was, please tell me when you're going to have Sean on. Hopefully you can have Sean. Mm-hmm. On. You got, are you going to have Sean? on? I'm like, I don't have his phone number but I can try him, <laughs> you know, like Mike, Mark doesn't even talk to him. Mark just, Mark found Sean through Tantor, mm-hmm. the, 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 the audio book company when they, when they bought the rights to do the audio books. So they just said, we got the perfect guy for you. Um, Mike, Mark just said, you know, I keep calling him Mike. Mark said, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't care Wh- whoever you want to read. It doesn't matter to me. I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not picky. I got no, no preference. So, and, and Sean just, Sean nails it. He does a great job at it. I don't think you could do a Mike story or a Mark story without him at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he he does. Yeah, I agree with that. He does Tim so well, and Mike isn't in that, but the way he reads Tim and does a lot of the different characters and inflections and voices, he does a great job on distance. My Mark's Merry Mayhem, some of the the one offs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he's, he's the voice of Mike, but he's also the voice of Mark, bringing Mark's mm-hmm. stories to life. If that yeah, makes yeah. I, I think it would be really odd to see him speak. You know, have you ever seen like somebody that does like voice coaching or voice acting for like a cartoon, and then you hear them talk, and you're like, "That's not what I expected." You know, like I think yeah. I've seen I've seen Sean Runette on like Facebook. I've seen like a picture of him, and I'm like. All right, I'm I'm gonna digest that. That's that's who the voice looks like, but I just don't know how I feel about watching him talk. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if he. I think he his real accent. I think how he really reads the books, how he talks. That's how he really talks. He doesn't give it a. Mm-hmm. He doesn't change his voice for anything. It's like I'm, I'm listening. I'm watching The Last of Us on HBO right now. I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you're watching that. The guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have the companion podcast for it on Sunday nights after the show airs, and the guy that hosts it. Uh, I want to say it's Neil. I think it's Neil Druckmann. I could be wrong. I know he's mm-hmm. one of the hosts. I forget. Is the voice of Joel in the video games. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if you listen to him, he doesn't sound anything like that character in the game mm-hmm. at all. Oh, wow. Which just kind of blows you away. So have you watched the show at all? Oh, I've, I'm actually... I've, I've beaten the game on two different video game consoles. I'm replaying it now because I'm watching the show and we watched, mm-hmm. we probably watched the episodes the moment they start hitting HBO max. Like it's just so well done. Yeah. It is. It well is. Done. So the guy in episode five, when they go to the, uh, when, uh, it's a Mil- not Milwaukee, um, Kansas city, Kansas city, when he's with uh, the, the, the woman, the, the old guy with the gray hair, with the beard, yeah, the one right with the, man. that's the, the guy that the, does the voice of Tommy in the video game. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I always yeah. thought Tommy was Tim McGraw. He yeah. sounds just <laughs> like Tim McGraw in the video mm-hmm. game. I'm like, is that Tim McGraw? I'm like, no, it's not. It's a totally different person. But when I saw the guy himself, I'm like, he sounds nothing like that character. Oh. And then I thought to myself, oh, wait, he's an actor. He can act uh-huh. like different people. <laughs> He looks like Commando Tim McGraw. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's such a great show. I love futuristic, dystopian, post-apocalypse, you know, movies and shows like that. And I, I hope one day Zombie Follow does get made, but in a way, I hope it doesn't because mm-hmm. it's a it's a hard thing to get right. If yeah, do unless that. somebody really loves it and they're mm-hmm. like. Like Neil Druckmann, like um, like the people that are they got the guy from Chernobyl doing Last of Us, you know. Like yeah. unless somebody's like, we're gonna fucking nail every bit of this, then yep. they just there's so many misses that at some point you get a couple seasons in and you're like, this is almost unwatchable. Yeah, I mean the guys that wrote the video game are writing the show, which yeah. makes it great. So if they take liberties with it and say we wanted to, we wanted to add this, we wanted to change this, like when they did the 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 Bill, um, the Bill storyline. Mm-hmm. saw the whole storyline which was great i love that episode i thought you know, mm-hmm. this is this is great tv but because they wrote it they can do whatever they want with it i think mm-hmm. the zombie fallout to be as good as we all want it to be mark would have to write it yeah absolutely. or be involved to be on the creative process mm-hmm. and personally i don't know if mark would want to do that 
yeah. Just having conversations with him. Would he want to do that? We just say, do do whatever you want. I'm too busy to think Mm -hmm. about it. Or it's because screenwriting and writing a book is hard. I don't know. Did you see Mm -hmm. the the uh, the the offer about the the making Uh, of the Godfather? Uh-uh. It's on Paramount uh-huh. Plus. It's on Paramount Plus. I'm not sure if you have Paramount Plus or not. But yeah, the, yeah. it's about how the, the Godfather got made. And you never realize just mm. all the shit that went into it. And the studios fought tooth and nail for Mario Puzo to write the screenplay because he wrote the book. You know? And they mm. didn't want him to write the screenplay because they said, oh, God, that's what you look like? <laughs> <laughs> You turn the light on. No, <laughs> I was like, man, it's starting to get dark here. Eventually, I'm going to look like an unplayable character or something. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so they, they didn't want Puzo to write the screenplay because they said it's he's going to get too it's going to get too in depth with the script. It's going to be too much like the book. Mm-hmm. It's going to be too much character development. We don't want that. We don't need that. And the producer, uh, which the movie's about the the, the sole producer of the the movie fought tooth and nail to have you know mario as one of the screenwriters for for the movie Mm. which i think is what lends to the movie being such a success so if if zombie follow does come out as a tv show i know sorry mark for saying this but you have to be involved yeah to to make it to make it worth it or really Mm -hmm. handpick somebody that you like as a a screenwriter to make Mm -hmm. this show pop because otherwise you're going to get the uh like the maze runner i'm not sure if yep. you ever read read those yeah, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. saw the movies it starts off the same but then the timeline mm-hmm. goes and you're like what is mm-hmm. this it's a totally different it's the same story but a different tale mm-hmm. the book is versus the movies so it's yeah like, yeah yeah and then it's they they veer off so hard and then it's like this isn't what i said you know this isn't the this isn't why i love this right this is the you know this is the this is the hollywood version of what you guys wanted to create that was maybe an ode to what i like but this isn't mm-hmm. what i was hoping to find yeah um you see like uh like the last of us they've, they've done a great job on but the um, you know the wheel of time series that just came out the wheel of time is a huge book series you know i think 20 books and the author ended up dying and having Brandon Sanderson finish it for the last five or six books. I think they got together and said, Hey, this is how I want the series to go. Um, And Brandon Sanderson is an executive producer on the wheel of time series that's on Amazon, but it's just like, it's just not as good. And it Mm -hmm. can't be like to be as good as the wheel of time was 20 books 1200 pages to 1500 pages a book, you know, just be, that's a tall order to try to get any close to, you know, you're talking about one book, uh, 20 books would be, you know, 12 episode season, you know, so yeah. you're talking about 20 seasons of TV and being, it'd be almost impossible to do. So it's similar to the last season of game of Thrones. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I rough. tried. I rough. tried listening to those books. It just. It was. It's. It's hard. It's a long read, mm-hmm. and it just. It. It varies off so much, and there was too much incest for my liking in the books. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of rape too. I don't appreciate rape stuff. Yeah. You get. Um. You get other book series development, like um, the guy involved in the Witcher series, 
and I don't want to murder his name, but I know it's, it begins with an A and he's got an S for his last name. And mm-hmm. he's, um, you know, I, he's the, the author of the Witcher series is ext- just hands off. Just like, uh, Mark said, he is, he's like, I just want money. I don't care. So mm-hmm. the TV series, he's not involved in the games. He wasn't involved in, he wrote these books. And to be honest, the games are nominally better than I thought the books were just because the, there's a little bit of translation error, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, from, I, I think he's Dutch. I don't want to murder that and say the wrong thing, but um, you know, just from what the euphemisms and stuff are normal in that culture that translate to ours, it just isn't enjoyable all the time. So I like some of the monsters and some of the, the lore, but some of their banter back and forth. It's almost like watching, you know, a Japanese or a Korean show. And you're like, yeah, why is that? conversation normal i don't understand why that little dialogue made sense or why it would be you know why that makes sense but so i think a lot of that got lost in translation so when he just gave it to everybody else and he's like you guys just do with it what you will the other people that took over were like all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use that outline and do a good job with it which they did but um i i don't think i would want to lose that with mark's work yeah not at all i i don't like it when they I understand for movies, you kind of kind of scale down a book that's, you know, eight, nine hundred thousand pages or whatever it is. They kind of did that with the Harry Potter series Mm -hmm. where the first book was true and then they started going off and off. And by the time you start to read uh, the the, the Prisoner of Azkaban and you get to the movie, Mm -hmm. what what is this? This could have been two movies, you know, and mm-hmm. don't even get me started on Goblet of Fire and, and the rest yeah. of them. You like them because it's Harry Potter and you like the stories mm-hmm. and, you, and you like it, but it's not the book. It's almost, I think HBO, when I've been saying this in some of my other nerd um, book group things that I'm a part of on Facebook, mm-hmm. HBO should do a live action Harry Potter series, make one season mm-hmm. each book and do it true to form from beginning to end make make mm-hmm. the story of the book i mean everybody when you listen to the story i have a picture in my head i make the movie in my head that's how i listen to mm-hmm. an audiobook that's how i read a book i picture it in my head so i can remember it and who do i see as mike what do i see as this if you know hbo called me tomorrow and said hey jeff we want you to direct this tv show or this movie how, mm-hmm. how would i do it mm-hmm. <laughs> to do all that i think that's just my opinion and you know getting off topic with you know going on to harry mm-hmm. potter but it's how you take a story how you take a something that everybody loves in either they massacre the shit out of it or they do mm-hmm. a great job i've never heard or seen anything where i've just gone okay that that was good they did a fair job mm-hmm. it's yeah. <laughs> either one one extreme or the other mm-hmm. too many producers too many executive producers involved and everybody wants to have their hand in the cookie jar and everybody wants mm-hmm. to put their stamp on it and you know i remember when mark i was talking to mark once and he had said that when they were developed and you look on the zombie fallout one it says in talks of you know becoming a a, a motion picture or a tv series mm-hmm. that was shit 2000 yeah 12 or something like that and the the studio was asking him who's this bt character we really don't need him and mm-hmm. that's when mark went Yep. Next. Thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> it's like, how do you not put BT in the store? How do you even think of you even know the story at all? You wouldn't put mm-hmm. BT in, in it. No, you know, Mike, no, Mike, without BT, like Mike without Tracy. Correct. Correct. There's a lot of books that he 
you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, Mark does a ton of self-reflection or, you know, things that, you know, Mike says or similes that Mike creates, but mm -hmm. when it's verbal dialogue, I mean, BT's almost has 50% or at least as much as Mike does most of the time, whenever it's stuff, especially because he's always been put into leadership positions beside, you know, Mike in the, in the books, he gets to say as much or make as many decisions, or usually he's fixing something that's Mike, Mike's fucked up um, or executing something that Mike has uh, wanted to execute anyways. So it works, but I couldn't imagine the series without, you know, the almost seven foot, you know, larger than life black guy. That's the, you know, the, the cloak versus dagger of, or what am I trying to say? Um, the cloak and whatever the characters are from Marvel from, uh, you know, from Mike and BT. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. So, so M Mike is 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 so to speak. Is, Mike is is Bruce Banner in BT's The Hulk, and the two yeah, of them are yeah, working. Yeah, absolutely. The two of them are working <laughs> together separately to make mm -hmm. things happen. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, you're in. You're only on book. You just started book three. I can't even talk about the other. <sighs> but you know, Sorry, I'm handicapping you, man. No, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so it's so good when you get to it. Um, I mean, Mark talked about it in the first book with uh in, in the first podcast you were on with with Drabobon, or as mm -hmm. um Sean pronounced it Drababin. So he, mm -hmm. it's different. I can't listen to the story now without saying Drabobon without it being Drababin. Yeah. Um <laughs> when he gets into it, he's technically kind of the BT, Mike's BT mm -hmm. until BT comes in to the story, which mm -hmm. which is great. You know, he just he adds a, a whole different level of somebody just to kind of keep Mike in check. That's mm -hmm. what BT's character is when Tracy's not around. I mm -hmm. think Mark wrote Mike as, you know, his alter ego, and he needs somebody to just kind of say, it's kind of like Mike, Mike's conscience is Tracy and BT saying, that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. You sure you yeah, want to yeah. do that? You probably shouldn't do mm -hmm. that. What the hell are you thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to kind Have of keep you lost him grounded. Your mind? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's I noticed that you don't see Tracy as much in some of these um the 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 books that we're we're getting now. Um it's a lot of I know that he's going off ship and doing these missions, so it's more of BT, but I kind of miss Tracy from you know the point of I mean, you really don't see her a ton after he gets bit really she doesn't have a lot of um book time at least in the zombie fallout series i don't see her mm -hmm. i don't think she is as much as um i guess what you would call screen time as she does in the first five i think that's book six where he gets bit maybe uh, might be earlier might be later but I when think he gets the fight with that um, the the not drago what the hell's his name durgan the fight up on the durgan. rooftop um yeah when uh he has tommy bite him tommy bites him yeah yeah, yeah, I think that's five or six somewhere around mm -hmm. there. But until that time, I think after that time, you really you don't get a whole lot of Tracy FaceTime. And I guess it doesn't make it makes sense because she's not going to be a combat character. But you know, I just sometimes in the books, I I almost I'm like, man, this would be cool part have Tracy and you know have her talk to the uh, um you know the the African queen in the most recent zombie book. Or mm -hmm. you know, I think that she she had a pretty big part in Devil's Desk, which was nice. So I think the stands standalones are. Um, are, are great to see her again. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I did. I did read Mary Mayhem. I I forgot that that one wasn't part of the the Grand Talbert, uh or the, it wasn't part of the Zombie Fallout timeline. But yeah, I did read that one. That was great. Yeah, I listened to that Christmas time. It was you know available on Audible, mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, let's 
Let's take a listen mm-hmm. to this. It's a it's a quick little quick little listen though. But mm-hmm. with in regards to Tracy, um, circling back to that, keep listening. You'll okay. Good. He, yeah, she kicks ass in in Indian Hill. Oh, good. So okay, similar good. to uh, United States of Apocalypse. Have you read that one yet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one's really good. I wish he would he continued with that. And I understand that there were mm-hmm. collab issues and creative differences and just timing difference. You know, getting people's mm-hmm. schedules and stuff like that together. But I, I I would hope I wish that Mike Mike fuck Mark. <laughs> 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 Why do you have to name them so close together? Too? Yeah, oh, I did that stuff on purpose. Beginning and ending is kind of the same letter. The um would do an, an offshoot series similar to, you know, United States of Apocalypse. But I know you probably can't use the name, but start a different series with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't like it because it was a different timeline and it was a male voice and a female voice reading it. It was mm-hmm. kind of like with, with Shrouded World, it was two different two different people telling us a, a story where people connect, interconnect, mm-hmm. their, their worlds interconnect. But... I really liked it. A lot of people really liked it, but apparently we're not going to get a fourth one. So, you know, that's, no, that's a shame. I, Who do you write it with? Uh, Armin something. I think his name was Armin or her name is Armin. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, a, it was Mike and it was like his cousin. So Mike was in Boston or New York and his cousin was out in Colorado and mm-hmm. the, 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 the world ends or, you know, the United States gets attacked. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the story of similar to zombie fallout, but but the zombies are just assholes, people that, you know, it's it's a post-apocalyptic story where if the shit hits the fan and, you know, we get attacked or all commerce and government kind of ends or gets turned upside down, what does humanity turn into? Is it, does it turn Mm -hmm. into the walking dead where... Humans are fighting humans for power and struggle. Do we go back to our primal urges? Do we get people that band together and the people that band together have to do bad things for a good reason to help mm-hmm. people? It's it's a really good story and I, I wish it would continued with it, but I guess that's all we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a shame. I'll, it's, it's definitely I'll pick it up, but it, it won't be very far on my, uh, it won't be high up on my list if it doesn't have an ending. You know, I'm okay with books as long as they're continuing if they don't have an end, but if he's not going to finish it, then I might not read it for a year or so. <laughs> each book, each book finishes with, it has, a, you know, it does, you don't have like a cliffhanger. I think book two uh, left a cliffhanger, but book three came in right away afterwards. So the book ends, but it's oh, like okay. zombie fallout where 16 was supposed to be the last zombie fallout. And then it picked up again because he mm-hmm. continued continued the story because you know his uh, his food stamp money was running out, so he needed <laughs> he, he needed he needed he needed to buy that boat or whatever. So he continued with <laughs> Fallout Seventeen. I'm New kidding. I'm kidding. So yeah, he just he, like he said, this is what pays the bills. You know, it, that's yeah. this is what pays. You know, like J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling, everybody wants Harry Potter. Nobody wants Fantastic Beasts. No, no, sorry, no, sorry to say, you write with what yeah. people like, and this is what people mm-hmm. want. People want zombie fallout, and it's mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Where uh, shit, nineteen was you know basically Planet of the Apes fallout. It, it, there mm-hmm. were very little zombies in that story. Where mm-hmm. it was kind of a crossover Devil's Desk 
uh, you know, zombie fallout type mm-hmm. of story, which which was cool. So in my head, I'm picturing it's kind of like you know, Game of Death, the the Bruce Lee movie, where each level of the pagoda has got different mm-hmm. levels of of uh, whatever they were called, the Manchi cheese, whatever the the, mm-hmm. the 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 gorilla, the intelligent gorillas were. Yeah, you know, like how are they going to get out? From this level, and how do they get out from this? Le- You've read that one, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. good. I'm like, Twice I'm actually. Like, so I'm not spoiling it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, wait, this monkeys? So yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was All actually right. fun for a story about that. I was reading it, and there's the part where um, they they go to sleep, and he's like creeping around, and it's sort actually it's right when they go down, and they haven't woken up the 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 whatever the Munchy cheese, let's call them that because that's yeah. a good thing. Um, I'm sorry. And I was at my dojo, and my dojo is kind of, you know, it's it's a little off the beaten path. It's off a major road, but it's maybe, you know, 100 feet back, and there's some woods, and the woods are pretty thick. And the landlord lives on the other side of the woods. So it's not, it's not like it's, we don't have people for miles, but, you know, when you're there, squirrels, raccoons, you can hear them all moving around in the woods. Mm-hmm. So I, I went there, and my kid left one of her devices there. So I'm like, all right, I gotta go back and get it. So go in, park the van, get out, unlock it. Like I'm walking through and I just got done with that part where they're like creeping, you know, they're going door to door, you know, they're trying to figure out, he does a really good job being creepy during that time, you know, where it, it, in audiobooks, it's hard for you him to say like something and it makes you jump. But because yeah. I was in that mindset and I'd just been listening to it for 30 minutes on the way home, turned around, had to go get the device. I walk into my school and just every little noise I was like, <laughs> I, I gotta get the hell out of here. Like, I'm gonna get attacked creepy, by a gorilla. Very creepy. Yeah. I was like, I can't karate chop a gorilla. There's just no way. No, there's there's no karate chopping a gorilla. <laughs> you can karate chop so, him, but he's gonna body slam you. Uh, absolutely. And, and then bite your fingers off, off and feed him to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so but no, yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, I like that story. It's interesting. I, I like where zombie fallout went with the kids the British kids mm-hmm. when it started off. Cause I was wondering where, how he was going to continue it. But now where it's lost journals, zombie fallout lost journals, where does he go with it? Is it all just military? Like how many times is he going to send, allow himself to get sent out on these wild goose chase missions before he just mm-hmm. says, F you, I'm not going mm-hmm. you know, court martial me, throw me off the ship, you know, stick me on a deserted Island or whatever. Or is mm-hmm. it just going to continue with that? It'd be interesting to see where Mark's mind goes with all of these. I wonder if he has the next three or four already written inside of his head, or is he mm-hmm. just making it up as he goes along? Yeah, I was super surprised. Like that, think one of the parts because I, I, like I said, I listened to the audiobooks at like a higher rate. I was, you know, just listening and going along, bebopping, and then it's kind of registered what they were saying. Azil and Tommy were saying when they were reading the books. Mm-hmm. And then when they went to Mike and they were like, you need to read this book. And he's like, this isn't what fucking happened. And I'm like, holy shit, this is alternate realities finally getting like crossed where they see each other. It's not just the trip, trip diversing. And it's not just the, uh, I know that there's um, the guy from the book. What is it? Right after Hiraeth or right before Hiraeth, where he meets the alien from another world that can, I think he has a horse, a red horse. Um, Eric? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. He meets Eric. I don't know. Eric's from a different universe, but there was never anything that was like, hey, Mike, 
this is in your face now. Look at this. And it was like, oh, this is really getting, we're really going to start splicing some realities here. This is kind of cool. Yeah. I, it'd be interesting to see with 20, where he's going to go with the Tommy and Azil timeline, because I, mm -hmm. I was listening to that. I have listened to it because while I'm driving and you, you know, you're paying attention, you get the GPS going on in the background. And I hit the, you know, the, the back 32nd button mm -hmm. a lot. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa what, what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing Azil and Tommy talking and I didn't hear that it went into that chapter. And I was like, did this just skip to another book? Like what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. So I hit the back button. I went, Oh, okay. He said, yeah. he's setting some shit up. So something's going to happen yeah. coming up in, in 20. So it'd be interesting mm -hmm. to hear where that goes. Because if you look on the cover or the cover that they have out, it's Mike on one side and it's a, clo uh, a, a cloaked female figure on the other side. So I'm assuming that mm -hmm. that's a zeal or they, they call it the, 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 the red witch mm -hmm. from like and follow where they call it the red witch for those are people that don't know what the hell I'm talking about, uh, mm -hmm. that she's going to be a, a, a primary thing in it. So it's, does it skew off or is it a off of, of, of where it goes? It's, it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to, to see how his twisted little THC mind, mm -hmm. uh, you know, gummies <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. where, where he went with that, <laughs> so to speak. So let me ask you a question. If, yeah, is Lycan Fallout like the main series where he has the magic users in it? Yeah. I want to say kind of. Um, yes and no. Um, I mean, really, like the, ma the whole magic thing would be more Shrouded World. Because okay. Shrouded World is where the timeline, you just, that's the one you got, I want to listen to again because Shrouded World goes off. A mm -hmm. lot, and you realize that Trip is the the puppet master in that whole little universe, and you mm -hmm. know Kalendar is in it, the big red demon. That's where Kalendar yeah. comes from, and you know you get the Whistlers and all these other different demons, and the 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 I, f I forget what he what he called them, but the people pulling the strings behind it, where it's it is magic and it isn't magic, or is it voodoo? What is mm. it? I don't think a lichen fallout was more of werewolves and you know dystopia, where it goes back to Game of Thrones style days because the Earth got a mm -hmm. reset after the zombie fallout. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, that's I, how I, I took. It. I, I listened to that it book once. Was a zeal. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I only listened to it once, so I, I I remember it a little bit, but it's I have like I said, I have to listen to something two or three times to fully process it. I'm I'm on my third go around on Indian Hill, and I'm like, how did mm -hmm. I miss that the first two times? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm that way with just about every book though. I'll I'll listen to it and then it's kind of, you know, I get the I get the ideal, might catch a quote here and there, but it's mostly just, you know, the general general fun of it all. And then I go back to it and I'm like, oh shit. What about that guy? I remember yeah. that now. That's foreshadowing. I can see that. So what were you going to say about Azeel? If I, I... Um, I know that in in, uh, in Lycan Fallout, you see Azeel, you meet Trip as the green wizard, I think. And then there's more of them referencing other magic users. Um, and I just didn't know if there was, you know, if Shrouded Worlds is where he actually develops that kind of stuff. Then I'll have to pick that up sooner than then later because I, I definitely want to you know that I, I think that with trip being the 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 puppet master and it mostly being about you know moving through different realities it's probably 
you know, going to be heavier on the magic side than it will be the military. And, um, you know, I, I, yeah, it's like the Marvel universe where they're, they're getting away from the superhero, super powerful stuff. And they're going into the magic world now, instead of it being all technical, I think that's kind of like how the feeling is. It's like, all right, we're getting away from it needing to be QEs and F-15s and stuff. It's probably heading more towards, especially with the way if like and fallout is the future of, uh, the, zombie fallout series then it might make sense to you know him to start introducing more and more of the magic users the you know the 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 little girl that was born from a zombie that developed really fast that we haven't really heard a whole lot about since mm-hmm. um you know that that kid popping up you know in the future and stuff like that um and then with all the traction that it's getting how he's going to be able to pull indian hill back into it because you know it's going to pay the bills because we're all talking about it now. And he's like, all right, I've got to, I'm probably going to have to write an Indian Hill book. The more that we keep bugging him and getting in his ear about it. Yeah. My Mark, you got to go back. You got to, you got to do it, buddy. We, we want, <laughs> we want IH. Uh, is it eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's eight. I think he did seven Indian Hills. I don't know. I'll figure mm-hmm. out in a couple of weeks when I finish it, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a good place to, uh, to wrap things up. For the night we've been doing this for an hour yeah awesome if you oh, if, yeah. if you've stuck with us this long people you know just listening to yeah. me and aaron banter back and forth thank you very much i, I appreciate yeah. it um this has been a lot of fun it was good to talk to you again you didn't get i didn't get really the first show was just we didn't know what the hell was going on and that mm-hmm. first show was just, just to see it and then mark popped in about a quarter of the way through and he emailed me yeah. afterwards he's like hey sorry for hogging up all the, all your screen time. I'm like, no, this is perfect. It was great. Yeah, was, everybody loved it. it no just, one, no one was like, man, I hate to be on that show. Mark took all my screen time. No, yeah, how like, dare, Ooh. how dare you? Mark? So, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I told the, um, I'm drawing a blank on their names. I'm like, you know, I'll definitely have you know people on multiple times because the one thing I'm finding it hard is people that actually want to come on and talk. <clears> everybody <throat> loves to hear it, but people coming forward and, and wanting to do it, um, I, I don't think they understand what the the, the podcast is about just yet mm-hmm. so if you're out there listening or if you're you're watching this and you want to come on this is what it is it's just you know getting together without you know a beer or two in our hands just shooting the shit about the stories and books in it we start with one subject and like i've said a couple of times it's, it's a river it flows it's going to go over a waterfall you're going to hit some rocks it's going to be rapids it's going to be a bunch of different stuff but it's it's fun because i have nobody else that i know that I can talk to about these stories. I try to talk to them with my wife and she's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, <laughs> when we went up to Maine over the summer. She, we were all sitting around talking at the end of the night. Me, um, it was me, my wife, Carol and her husband and me and Carol were just shooting the shit the whole night about everything. And, and Mary and her husband were just kind of like, yeah, I just, I just, I listen to them. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I follow what, what they're saying. And if they go to these little things, we go with them, but they didn't really know what we were talking about. So it was nice to have other people. Yeah, absolutely. While you're listening to it or you're reading it, you have it in your head and you want to talk to somebody about it that like you said, you, 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 you turned your buddy on to it. I can't turn my buddies onto this. They're going to be like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? What is this shit? You yeah. Know? <laughs> sports in it. Was Michael Jordan show mm-hmm. up in the middle? What's, what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's what this is. It's, it's my once a week that I can talk to somebody that has a similar interest as I do about these stories. And I can vent and brainstorm and be like, Oh my God, did you hear, did you read this part? And have you gotten to this yet? And I'm excited mm-hmm. to have you back on once you finish Indian Hill, because with the, that the, the timeline that I'm building, uh, I put together a schedule that I'm gonna I'm gonna post out 
pretty soon of what each week's going to be one one book. We're going to get mm-hmm. into a, um, a, what's this called a, a, a book club podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I want it to be, and it's yeah. like the tryptiverse. It's kind of skewed off, which is fine, but this doesn't have longevity. Of no one's going to tune in just to hit people shooting the shit every week about something. So I'm just trying to get some semblance mm-hmm. of a format where it's okay. Here's what we're going to talk about this week. Here's the basis. Mm-hmm. We're going to start. You know, next week is going to be similar to this. And then on the 22nd, we're going to do Tim, all three books. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do Devil's Desk. And then we're going to start with Indian Hill, book one, book two, on the following week. So I got up until July that oh, I have cool. everything scheduled out as to each week we're going to do this, this, this. So everybody kind of mm-hmm. comes prepared, has a topic. And if it skews off on its own, that's fine. But we got someplace to come back to if if it needs it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm burning through book three now. Uh, it usually doesn't take me a long time. You know, mm-hmm. everybody gets their audible credits over the next week or so. So, yep. you know, just as soon as that hits, I'll have probably the next two books. So it shouldn't take me very long. So I'm, I'm excited though. Even if it wasn't for the podcast, like I've, I've really enjoyed the watching this part of it grow. I think it's, 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 it's shown me a different side of Mark that, you know, doesn't have to just rely on Mike because he's, you know, branching off into everybody's different stories, different narratives. It's just, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Well, once you, once you get to distance then after Indian Hill, it's, uh, it's totally different on a, on mm. a Mike, on a Mike Taylor. Cause it's, it's basically a female oriented book, you know, two sisters mm. in the future. And when I listened to it, I was like, what, what, what is this? Is this a romance book? And it's, it was similar to Indian Hill where it, it took a while to build because he's introducing you to these two brand new characters that you don't know who they are and, and where they are. And it, it kind of, it, it, in my head, I was thinking, what is this? Where is he going with this? But I wanted to listen to see where it went and where it went mm. was a really good place. And it's something that I definitely want to listen to again. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so definitely check out Distance after you listen to, uh, after you finish Indian Hill, because it's yeah. pretty much a, a part two you know, in the, in the distant future of it. And you find mm-hmm. out how, how the two main characters tie into the Indian Hill series. I'll, oh, okay. I'll leave it cool. at that. I won't spoil it at any more than that. <laughs> so, okay. I appreciate Aaron, that. Aaron, thank you very much for coming back on, but I know it was last minute. Uh, I had a couple people on and then last, I had three people scheduled and then one by one, they all kind of dropped off in the past week. I'm like, Oh shit. Like I don't have a show this week. It's basically just me. <laughs> So I opened it up mm-hmm. to everybody and everybody that was great to get back to me about, oh, I can't do this week, but I want to come on in the future. And, you know, I know it was mm-hmm. your, is it your daughter's birthday today? Yeah. Yeah. She turned you 13, know. but she was like six o'clock is a perfect time for a nap, dad. And I was like, all right, cool. So <laughs> nice. well, yeah, we're going to get ready to go to dinner here in a little bit. So. Oh, awesome. Well, happy birthday to your daughter and uh, have a good night. And, and uh, yeah, send me that email about the uh, your, your friend with the joint, the joint stuff out in Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Much lots of guy. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good one, bud. Have a good night. You too. You have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. 
Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Our theme song, Zombie vs. Aliens, was written brilliantly by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is a production of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of this production can be reproduced, reproducted, rewind, remixed, remastered without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios and is punishable by FCC law and being called a big, fat, stupid doo-doo head. The show was written, produced, hosted, mastered, and edited by Jeff Royd's technical advisor, Mary Napoli. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It does help other people find the show. Thank you very much for listening, and as always, if you have not done so, download or buy the books of Mark Tufo. You will not regret it. Well, you might regret it. I don't want to make false promises. I can't. You know, I don't know everybody's taste or anything like that, but just go do it. Thank you.